Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Outwit Travel Safe Final Rose podcast. So, last night, the third episode of The Bachelor came on. It was interesting. Let's start with that. For those who don't know, uh, The Bachelor is Clayton from Michelle's season, the guy who we barely got to know, got one one-on-one date, and didn't end up staying after said one-on-one date. After that, he was announced as The Bachelor, which was a little weird because, at least with the editing that he was given, he didn't have much of a personality. Now he's leading a whole show, and at least in my opinion, still doesn't have much of a personality, whether that's editing's fault or just doesn't have much of a personality we still don't know but yeah this episode was interesting it picked off off of the episode that aired two weeks ago they were on a two-week hiatus and so in the prior episode they had a pool party and Hillary Duff was hosting and Cassidy was just not into the kid's birthday party, which, you know, understandable, but you're trying to win this guy who has made it clear he wants kids, and you're just not going to participate in the kid's birthday party. You're just going to pull him aside away from the kid's birthday party to dry hump him and make out with him by the pool. Okay. You know, and still when the group date rose. Okay, it was interesting. And then, you know, Shanae decided that she's going to store her wrath of terror and start targeting Elizabeth. Why? Because she didn't say hi to her one time. And, you know, that was the episode where Elizabeth made it clear that she has ADHD. So that is why... She probably wasn't saying hi and all that, but good old Shanae decided that, you know, ADHD doesn't exist or something, and it's not a good excuse, even though it is ADHD presents itself in a multiple variety of ways, depending on who has it. A lot of my friends have ADHD, it all appears differently. You know, you can't just say it isn't ADHD reason why she wasn't saying hi to you especially in a house like that that's filled with people so a lot of auditory and visual inputs for somebody with ADHD to sort through like you need to have a little bit of sympathy for her situation but good old Shanae does not so the episode ends at the cocktail party with Sierra telling Clayton about Cassidy's friends with benefits back home who she was facetiming apparently up until the limos arrived basically so ends with Clayton talking to good old Jesse Palmer about whether or not somebody has taken a rose away before and if that is allowed and that's where where we are picking up here with Cassidy basically telling everybody she has the rose there's no way that it could be taken away Clayton loves her like no way at all three weeks in could Clayton have any reservations about Cassidy to the point where he would take away her rose right well Clayton has other ideas he pulls Cassidy aside and talks to her asks her about it at first Cassidy denies it which you know is not the move she denies it says that she doesn't know what Zero was talking about and then literally like a minute later it's like actually yes I had a friends with benefits back home you know I was talking to him I 
didn't realize I would fall in love with you on the show. And Rashisa's says falling into something, but we know what she wants to say. And after, like, she says that that's actually what happened, like, she says, yes, I was having a friends with benefits relationship back home. Clayton literally says one thing that's just kind of like him processing what he said. And then Cassidy's over here thinking that like she, he forgave her. Like she goes to kiss him after he just says like, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that okay was just him processing everything, but you know, go off, I guess. And then you find out from the other girls that she was so confident that she was asking other girls what their exit interviews were going to be like. And she is just being painted as such the villain, which like, she's not helping her case very much. But it is interesting that she was asking other girls what their exit interviews were going to be like. That just seems really mean and petty and just, you know, typical stuff for The Bachelor. But you know, no, not a good look. And then after a little bit, Clayton decides, yes, I'm going to walk you out. And you're leaving the show because I cannot trust you because, duh. And one of the other girls said, holy shirts and pants to that, which was just an interesting uh, phrasing that I've never heard of before. So that was fun. But she just seemed so shocked about the entire thing. Like, Cassidy seemed so shocked. Like, you came on the show knowing you had a friends with benefits relationship back home. You're going to go around telling people about said friends with benefits relationship back home. Like, I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time this has happened. The, just for clarity's sake, the first time I've ever watched The Bachelor was during Matt's season. And this has most likely happened before, but people are usually better at hiding their previous relationships. That usually comes out, like, after the show finishes airing, not like now, not because you were going around telling people you have a friends with benefits relationship. But you know, she's gone. People are talking about how the poison is gone. But little do they know, a little girl named Shanene is ready to go full force and take Cassidy's villain spot as well as the one that she has already started. So get into the rose ceremony. Cassidy was sent home. And then Definitely NC was sent away, and then the other two girls honestly didn't have much of a screen time. I do not remember their names. I'm pretty sure it was Kate and Tessa. I looked back at the Bachelor casting, and they seemed to be the ones that looked the most like the people who went away. So I think it ended up being Cassidy, NC, Kate, and Tessa who were sent home. Yeah, just ends with Shanae really being mad that Elizabeth is still there. So now we're getting into the episode. Shanae like really keeps talking about this show as a competition, like as if it's the Amazing Race or Survivor and about how she wants to win. She wants to win the competition. Like she needs to win the competition, but she doesn't ever talk about finding love with Clayton, which is supposed to be the goal. Like, you know, most people go on The Bachelor Bachelor, honestly, to get more followers and to gain fame that way, get their Fit T sponsorships and all that. But like, you should be acting on this show like you want to be dating Clayton. Like, even if he is just a bag of saltine crackers, like, you should be acting as if you want to date him, not as if you are trying to win a competition. It's not like you win money or anything at the end of this you're supposed to be finding true love but she doesn't ever sit down and have conversations with Clayton all of her conversations are about how she hates people in the house and how she is treated awfully in the house when she isn't but we'll get into that later so the group date card comes out 
and it says, I see you. And so the girls who are put on this date kind of get a spill your guts kind of therapy date, like what happened in Katie's season. So Caitlin, who was a prior host on the last two Bachelorette seasons with Tasha, is the one who is leading this group date session. And the question that at least is aired that's asked. It's the only question that's aired. So I'm not sure if they asked more questions or not, but I would assume they did. It'd be weird if they just sat down and asked this one question and then that was the date. <laughs> um, Caitlin described Clayton as the most genuine, sincere man that was on, that she's ever seen. Again, Clayton didn't get much screen time. So I don't know if this is true or not. He just barely talked, which... You know, it's also interesting giving the fact that at the last, after the final rose, Caitlin was saying how nobody knew Clayton and he's the bachelor that nobody knows. And she's over here like trying to compliment him. But I don't know, it just didn't come off as the most genuine and sincere compliment because it doesn't seem like Caitlin really cared about him on Michelle's season. So it'll be, that's an interesting comment. So there was a question about like, have you ever felt like insecure about yourself or something like that? Which of course, like everybody stands up, even Clayton. And Clayton is actually participating in this date, which I really like because a lot of times with these types of dates, the bachelor bachelorette isn't necessarily participating a lot, but he was actively like going in and participating and saying things that he's been insecure about in his life, which, you know, is good to hear. Not a lot of guys will actually say that, um, especially if they don't necessarily have to, because it was his date with everybody else. They're the ones who are supposed to be sharing more so which they do. A lot of these girls just had really bad exes, which, you know, I feel really bad for them with the situations that they were in. Like, nobody should ever be put in situations like that in relationships, most notably Hunter, because she had a boyfriend who literally made her wear colored contacts because she didn't have blue eyes and made her dye her hair to be the specific color he wanted, made her go to the gym to be impossible like she's already a small person like most people on the bachelor are small people like and he wanted her to be barbie thin that is just really awful and i feel really bad that she was in that type of relationship that nobody ever should be in i felt really bad for hunter and then marlena made a comment about how she didn't even want to talk to clayton about race throughout the entirety of the show which also made me feel really bad that she felt like she had to be silenced in talking about a very important part of her relationship, especially with a biracial couple. Like, that's a thing that's going to come up at some point, and you should be able to talk about it with your partner. So I'm glad that Clayton made it clear to her that he is willing to listen to those conversations and learn from those conversations. So hopefully we get to see some of that in the future. And again, I want to know if more questions were asked, because, like, he there was only one question and it was good to go around like people had good answers to this question it got really deep and you know very emotional again I feel like it'd be really awkward if they were just sitting in a circle and then went around to answer one question and then the date was over so then we get to the after party Serene was able to grab him first and sit down and talk with him and Susie sat down with him and said you know how she was so happy that he was able to be vulnerable throughout the entire thing and how she just really liked his conversation and his answers. But honestly, like, The Bachelor needs to cut down on the amount of kissing and kissing noises that are in this. I swear to God, like, 
a quarter of this show is just Clayton making out with people with very overly loud kissing noises in the background. It just makes me super uncomfortable. I'm sure it makes a lot of other people super uncomfortable. I've seen a lot of other edits on Instagram about people being like, what is all of this? Like, calm down. As Clayton is making out with every girl that's on the group date, we flash back to the house and the date card comes out and Sarah gets the group date. I don't really know much about Sarah. I didn't know much about Sarah, but I was happy she got it. And it said falling in love is full of surprises, which could mean pretty much anything. Doesn't give you anything at all. Shanae makes it all about her, of course, because she didn't get the one-on-one date. How could Sarah get the one-on-one date? And she gets mad that people are, like, acting happy that that Sarah got the one-on-one date. And I, like, you can be happy for someone else, even if you're disappointed. That is a thing people can do. Shanae just doesn't believe it, I guess. So then we flash back to the group date. Eliza and him are just like standing in front of a mirror talking and like (laughs) the conversation was not that deep whatsoever, at least what they shared. Just in being like, damn, we look really good together. Let's make out. And then a couple people didn't get a lot of screen time. Mara, I don't think really got anything. Hunter did not get any time at the after party, which was really upsetting given that she had like one of the best stories at the date that they didn't really seem to get much time or at least nothing important enough to be aired. So then, you know, we sit down, give out the group date rose, gives it to Eliza, the girl who said, oh, we look really good together, which I was kind of, I don't know, I was confused by why he gave it to Eliza. Genevieve looked so mad in that final, like, them cheersing their wine scene. I don't know if that's just, like, resting face, but she looked super mad but she's doing a better job of hiding if she's secretly a villain than Shanae. So then we go to the one-on-one date, which is led by former Bachelorette Becca. This was before my time of watching The Bachelor Bachelorette. I don't know her very well. I don't know if she's still with her person or not. She is. Cool. So the date is so weird. It ends up being them doing a scavenger hunt, which, you know, is like fun, whatever. Scavenger hunt down in downtown LA. Good go for them, but they have to do it in their underwear, which is a choice. And they obviously got Clayton and Sarah matching underwear, like black underwear that was very full coverage, thank God. Because again, they are running around downtown LA in their underwear. Like, no, 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 no. I would be so uncomfortable with that type of date, but Sarah and Clayton go for it. And they were running around, people were recording them, police were laughing, because, like, they were probably told in advance what was going on. They were just over there laughing. And then it ended with them needing to sing in public their feelings, which, you know, was interesting. Clayton is not a great singer. He, I don't even know what song he was trying to sing. He was trying to sing, like, this slow, moody song that I, again, I have no idea what it was. I was trying to place together the words that he was singing. No idea what he was trying to do. And then Sarah just did a freestyle rap about how she likes Clayton, which, you know, it was super cringy. It was still somehow better than uh, Clayton singing. That was the date. It was interesting. I, and then I wasn't comfortable. And then it flashes back in the house, which is where we get to the 
title of this episode of Shrimp Gate. So Elizabeth decides that she's going to make the entire house shrimp because she is seemingly a nice person. I don't know, could be editing, but like she seems like a nice enough person. And so she makes the entire house shrimp, this garlic butter shrimp that looks actually pretty good, except for the fact that she used a metal spatula on what looked like a nonstick pan, which irks me to my core. I was so mad. I was just like, oh, Elizabeth, I can't handle you if you're going to use a metal, what looked like a grilling spatula on a nice looking nonstick pan to make shrimp. I was upset. But... She tells the entire house, you know, I made shrimp, I made shrimp. Honestly, did not look like she made enough shrimp for the entire house to begin with. But, you know, people are taking, like, a piece or so just as, like, a little snack. And then Shanae comes over and takes eight pieces of shrimp, basically takes an entire meal's worth of shrimp when it was just, like, kind of a snack thing for the entire house. So, you know, people are a little bit upset about it because they wanted shrimp, and they weren't, like, making a huge deal about Shanae taking the shrimp. It was just a little bit on the side, like, oh, I wish I would have gotten a piece of shrimp. So Shanae then just takes it upon herself to make her own shrimp to show, oh, I can make shrimp too, Elizabeth. Watch me go. And so she makes garlic butter shrimp, not even, like, her own style of shrimp. Makes the exact same shrimp. Steals Elizabeth's thing entirely. And then goes around telling everyone, like, look, I made shrimp. Who wants shrimp? And then people are possibly a little bit upset because she stole all the shrimp that was originally made. But, like, people took it still. Like, they still took her shrimp, and she was getting so mad. And this drama was so unnecessary. Like, it is just shrimp. It is not that deep. But, of course, Bachelor makes it that deep because drama. But so we flash back to the one-on-one day. Um, They are at dinner. And Sarah talks about how she is seeing him as a person, tells him about how she was adopted and about growing up being adopted and not feeling like she was wanted by her birth parents and things like that. And Clayton makes comments that actually felt like fairly reassuring um, for Sarah and seemed to actually be like fairly good comments. And Sarah Sarah says that she was happy to have met him. Um, She obviously gets the rose. Flashback to the house, group date card, second group date card comes out and it says Love's Beach, which we know from the previews, which date this is, which of course they left this date for the end. But Shanae, again, literally not happy with anything because other people are on this group date and it's not just her and Clayton, which yes, that is what a group date entails. It is not a one-on-one. Yeah, so... Flashback to the dinner. She says everything exceeded expectations. They're dancing to a string quartet. Date's over. It seemed to go pretty well. I I like Sarah. I, you know, she seems fine. I'm not sure if she's going to make it to the end because of all the overly sherry previews that have been played, but, you know, we'll see. And then the Baywatch date starts out. Um, they're just kind of playing in the sand. They have no idea what's going on. They're all, you know, dressed in beach wear. And then... Nicole Eckhart from Baywatch. I've never seen Baywatch, so I don't know. She comes out and does the whole like slow-mo hair flip that Baywatch is so famous for. And, you know, talks about how being a lifeguard is exactly like being in a relationship. You gotta be assertive. You gotta be passionate. You gotta be a good communicator, which, you know, are fairly good things in a relationship. You want 
people who know what they want in a way where you're not always fighting with them about where you should like go get dinner or something like that. And so the competition is, you know, typical bachelor fashion. It's weird. Like the first thing is like covering each other in sunscreen, which, you know, would have been fun to see the results of about how thickly coated everybody was covered in sunscreen but we never get to see that we just see girls applying thick layers of sunscreen and shanae walking over to clayton and being like "Ooh, you don't want your nipples specifically to burn and then puts dollops of sunscreen on his nipples very weird move but you know whatever first i thought that because they were like in pairs and i thought that shanae was paired with elizabeth but she was actually paired with somebody named Lindsay. i was like that's a choice to be paired with the person you hate the most in the house and then they had a cpr challenge again got really weird he would that dummy would not have been saved at all by any of them let's just say that it was a very odd and uncomfortable thing to watch and then they had to do a slow-mo run challenge which people were being silly and all that that was fun to watch until Janae literally ended her slow-mo not even a run it was a walk with making out with Clayton for a long time like a long time it, I can only imagine how uncomfortable it was to actually be there um, watching it instead of just watching it on the TV because even I was a little bit uncomfortable. And then she made a comment about how she hopes Elizabeth saw and it's like girl you were right in front of everybody. Of course she saw. Everybody saw. You weren't hiding anything. I just, I don't get her thing with Elizabeth. I just don't. But anyway, so Gabby ended up winning the challenge, which, you know, was interesting. Uh, so she got to spend some extra time with Clayton. Uh, they ran off. You could obviously see they had to put some Microsoft paint on the back of her swimsuit because it wasn't covering anything literally the extra time with Clayton was just like going around the corner of the lifeguard stand and just making out great great winnings guys like great prizes to be won here on The Bachelor and so the girls start the after party worried about Shanae because she obviously has not been in a great mood the entire day when has she ever been in a good mood nobody knows so Rachel is the first to talk with Clayton and she's Try, saying how she needs to be reassured like the other girls are getting reassurance from Clayton and she isn't and she that's something that she's really wanting and so Clayton does give her that reassurance says that they have a different kind of connection all that type of stuff then Gabby gets to talk to him and he is going around saying that she he didn't know how quirky she was and how he really likes that when, correct me if I'm wrong, it, she's the one who brought all those like Clayton pillows, right? I'm gonna double check that real quick. Yeah, it was definitely Gabby who brought those pillows. Like, you didn't get that she was quirky from her literally bringing two different types of pillows with your face on it before she even met you to The Bachelor. Like, that's just weird that he never picked up on that Gabby is a quirky person. You know, most people are quirky people. That's just how most people are. I feel like she was more open about it from the beginning than most of the other people who are on this cast. That was weird that he just didn't know. Um, she did get him to take off his shirt and rub, let her rub aloe over him. So, you know, good for Gabby getting that type of experience, I guess. And then next, good old Shanae, back to Clayton. Um, instead of, you know, trying to pursue the relationship that she is trying to make it seem like she wants rather than just to win a competition, she goes around talking about 
more Elizabeth stuff that is just so fake and doesn't look like it happened at all. Like, maybe it did. Maybe production is just trying to protect Elizabeth for some reason and make it seem like Elizabeth is the innocent one here when in reality is Shanae. Maybe. Editing does that. But just the way that Shanae acts during this whole thing, she is saying things like about how when Elizabeth is around, nobody wants to talk to her, but when Elizabeth isn't around, people do. And apparently she was talking about the other girls too, because not only Elizabeth comes back from her conversation with Clayton crying because of things that Shanae told Clayton, while Lindsay most notably also came back crying because their entire conversation was just about things that Shanae has said. And so you can tell that her the drama that she is making up is fake. Like, she literally said, he believed me. I have him. Trust me. That is a direct quote from the show that Shanae said. He believed me. I have him trust me that does not sound like anybody who is genuine that just sounds like somebody who's trying to stir the pot for her own gain like she's talking about everybody else in the house being fake but she's the most fake out of everybody there no you are literally making up drama for your own gain to get other girls out of the house and eliminated this again this is not survivor you don't have to lie cheat and steal in order to win you're supposed to be winning based off of your connection with the bachelor bachelorette but, you know, that's just me. I've only seen, this is my fourth season of the show. Who am I to say? So then he, Clayton goes to talk to Elizabeth, get her side of it. But it seems like his mind is already made up when he's talking to her. Like, he doesn't really seem to give her anything. She was trying to be so nice to her in her response. And she just ended up breaking down crying because she can't have a conversation with Clayton that doesn't start out with Shanae is being bullied why is she being bullied by you when she's literally not doing anything and she can't say anything because like anything she says it's not going to be believed so I just I feel so bad for Elizabeth and Shanae is like calling out her ADHD again and I just don't call out people's mental health disorders like that is not okay that is never okay no don't do it so poor Elizabeth goes back and tries to give a talk about it to the other girls and they're all supporting her, obviously, because they've seen everything. They ask if Elizabeth brought up what Shanae said about her ADHD and Elizabeth says no. And Shanae comes back and sits down in the room and good old Sierra. I love Sierra. She's the queen of bringing things up that need to be brought up. Granted, I probably won't get her far into the competition because people who end up being the martyrs don't ever really get far, which is unfortunate because Sierra is great. And then Shanae tries to say when Sierra asks what she said, she said, I didn't bring up any names, but a couple. So you start out with, I didn't bring any names up, but then you say, oh, I just brought up a couple. Who are these couple names? What do they actually do to you? Nobody in the house is like actively trying to bully you. There's a difference between people maybe not wanting to talk to you and people actively bullying you. If people don't want to talk to you, they can avoid you. That is just a thing people can do. If they are not in the mood to talk, they have the right to say, I do not want to talk right now. But like, they are not bullying you there, there's a clear difference there 
And then she, Shanae goes around saying how she doesn't want to talk about it anymore and whatever. But like she, that's all she talks about with Clayton. So of course you want to talk about it. Like you can't just say, I don't want to talk about it and then talk about it to the person who makes all the decisions in the show. That, that isn't a thing that you can do. Gabby ended up getting the group date rose because of her quirkiness and Shanae is mad. She is so mad, even though like she didn't win the initial competition. All she did was make out with him uncomfortably in front of everybody for a couple minutes, it seemed. And her entire conversation with Clayton was not advancing their relationship. It was pulling down other girls' relationship. And she does her, you know, little little dance uh, with a certain finger in the air about Elizabeth and calls her a lying ADHD. <laughs> like, keep the ADHD thing out of your mouth. That has nothing to do with any of this. I feel so bad for anybody who's watching the show who has ADHD seeing Shanae. Like, this is not helping you at all. No, like, I I don't know. I, I can't watch her. And so they have the preview to next week, and it's obvious that Shanae stays. I'm pretty sure Elizabeth is going, which I'm mad about. Anybody who can read people at all knows that, like, Elizabeth was much more sincere in her conversation with Clayton than Shanae was, so but she's obviously gone. Shanae's going on another group date next week, which was fairly obvious, really trying to just come on to Clayton and ends up pulling a Peter and throwing somebody's reward away into the bushes, like how Peter did with the jacket in the one episode of Michelle's season. Yeah, seems like another fun-filled Shanae episode, but hopefully that is her last week there, because from what it seems like, not many of the promotional materials have her other than that group date scene, so we'll see. I kind of wish that instead of sending Elizabeth home, it would have went to a two-on-one. I feel like then Clayton would have possibly seen how, like, none of it is Elizabeth's fault. She can't handle auditory inputs well. The initial thing that Shanae was mad about was her not saying hi, and, like, that is so stupid. All this drama is so stupid, but again, it is The Bachelor, so stupid drama is part of what you sign up for if you are going to watch The Bachelor. But I, I just feel so bad for Elizabeth. That's how I feel like most people are coming out of this is people feeling bad for Elizabeth and not liking Shanae. Shanae, if you were trying to get followers out of this or whatever, you did not do a good job. If anything, people are going to hate follow you. And if that's what you wanted, because all publicity is good publicity, good for you. But I just don't think this was the way to go about it at all. And so next week... Um, I don't know if there's going to be two rose ceremonies in the same episode or just one, because uh, we didn't even get to the, like, cocktail party. It ended off on a cliffhanger of how Clayton needs to talk to everybody at the cocktail party. So we will see how that works out. But no, for sure, Elizabeth is going to be going home. Shanae probably is going to be going home later. And yeah, so that was this week's episode of The Bachelor really weird. I just felt kind of uncomfortable watching the majority of this episode. But yeah, so that is that. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to the Outwit Travel Safe Final Rose podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Um, hopefully my mic quality will be going up for the next episode of The Amazing Race. I have a microphone that is coming in. 
So yeah, hopefully we won't get this uh, laptop audio, which honestly is not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I would still like to be heard a bit more clearly. So hopefully there will be a nice audio change from here. So thank you all for listening. Uh, this podcast is now available on more platforms. It is available on Anchor, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and CastBox, as well as I did end up making the YouTube channel for this podcast. So if you prefer visual um, watching, I'm, I will upload it if people want that. Um, but so we had the audio. I just have a PNG of the podcast logo up otherwise. And so go follow, review, subscribe, whatever platform you're on that those are applicable, do that. And yeah, I will see you later this week for the amazing race. Have a great day.